Welcome to Shomach Shavah on the Dav Shir Response, Olu Yenishma Sayim Yakashah Om Le'ab HaSitzchok. We're holding in Kedushin Dav Tenzayin. The Gmona Udalef concludes and says that Eved Ivri Gufri Kona, Eved Ivri is not just an obligation that he has to the owner, but he is considered to be purchased, he's owned by the owner. The Rishayin already pointed out he's not like Eved Knani, he's different than a slave who's non-Jewish, but there is still a Kenyan, there is still an ownership that the owner has on the Evet. In Chidush Reb Chaim, it's brought down in the name of the Briskirov. The heavy obligation that the Evet has, or any halachas that are applied to the Evet, they all come from the fact that he's owned by the other. He has a shame, he has a name of an Evet. And in the Chavza of the Evet, so there, the other gets his Maiseyadayim, whatever he works. The, Evet, the other can marry him to a Shechaknainis. That's all part of the title called Evet. And that's what the Gemara says over here. Evet, every Gufay Kano. His Kanoi, Mimele, from there, all the different halachas of Evet come. And this idea in Lomdis fits very much into the Joshas of the Pesukim. As Rabbi Yosef Engel says over here in the Gilyoni Ashas, he sends us to a sefer, a very rare sefer called Korban Chagigo. And there in Tzedin Tess says the following idea. Rashi, in the beginning of Pashmish Mishpatim, it says, Ketikne Evet Ivri. Shrashi says, we're talking about a slave who is a Ivri. He's a Jewish slave. Not an Eved, a Knaini, not a Goyish slave that belongs to a Jew. You could have read the Pasuk, Ketikne Eved Ivri, an Eved that belongs to an Ivri. No, that's not how you read it. You read it, Eved Ivri, the slave is a Jew and is not a Goy. How do we know that? So he brings the Medrash that says, Ki achicho ivri. Another pastor calls it your brother, Ivri. So that's how I know that even though it says Eved Ivri, doesn't mean a Eved belonging to Ivri. It means that the Eved himself is Ivri. So the Mephoshim and Rashi, the Rebbe Mizrahi and the Maharal and the Gurariye, they ask Rashi, so why does it say Kitikne Eved Ivri? You should just say Kitikne Ivri. What's the point to add the word Evid and then you have a confusion? What does Evid mean? Is Evid that belongs to Avery or if the Evid himself is Avery? Just say, Kisikne Avery. So Abiyom Mizrahi answers to teach you that you can nickname him, you can call him Evid. Even though usually it's not appropriate to call Yid Evid, here he is allowed to have the title Evid. The Maral explains he's called the Evid to teach you that he's doing an Isser. That when a person sells himself to be an Evid, he's doing something wrong, as we're going to learn later in the Gemara. And why do, how do you know you're doing something wrong? Because it says, Evid Ivri. The fact he's called a slave, and we know the Gemara is going to tell us that he's Ivri Isser, Avodayim Veloy Avodim Lavodim, you should be a slave to Hashem, not a slave to anybody else. So the fact that he called him an Evid teaches you he's doing something wrong. But the Karban Chagigo that Rabbi Engel points out to says, you know why he's called Evid? To teach you what our Gemara is telling us. That his gufo is konui to the other. How do we know this? Where does the Torah ever tell you that an Eved belongs to the other? Where do we know that an Eved, he's owned by the other and everything else comes from there? We learn because he's called an Eved. The Torah could have said, Kitikne Ivri, when you purchase a Ivri to work for you. The fact that he has the nickname Eved, from there you know he belongs to the other and all the chiyuvim, all the obligations come from that as the Biskorov explains. And this connects beautifully with the Briskro's grandfather, the Beis Alevi. Famous Beis Alevi in Jewish Zion, he asked the question, how did Amishol and Mamed Sinai say nice seven Nishma? 
They said we'll accept the Torah regardless of what's written in it. How can you say such a thing? We have a rule, the Ramam says in Perek Hei Miuchas Mechira, that a person cannot obligate in something which is Einokotso, which has no limit. The person can't say, I'll do for you work for the rest of my life. You have to give something that has some limitation. So how did Amish will say, Nasev and Ishma, they have no limit, they don't know what they're going to have. Answer the base Levi, yes, a person cannot obligate himself to do something that has no limit. But a person could sell himself as a slave, as an evit. A person can make himself an evit, and mainly he's obligated to do whatever he needs to do. Meaning the idea of an evit is not that he's doing things. He's a slave. A slave, the title of a slave, brings in it all the obligations that have to come. And the difference is, as the Beisavi explains, if a person says, I'm obligated to do something, there's, and no kids, but well, how, how much are you supposed to do? But when a person sells himself as an Evid, the obligation is to be a slave. That's something very defined. You have to be a slave. That's what he's selling. That's what he's giving. He's not giving his specific obligation he has to do once he is a slave. Once he's owned by the Adon, so now he's obligated to do whatever he says, and that a person could sell. And this is Mamish, the point of our sugya. Our sugya is telling us Evid Ivri Kufoy Karnoi. As the Biskov explains, everything that comes is coming just because he's an Evid. Once he's an Evid, now he has obligations. How do we know he's an Evid and everything comes after that? Because he's called in the Torah Evid Ivri, as the Korman Chagiga says. All his obligations stem from the fact that he is a slave, that he is an Evid. Anyone who wants to join the Shomach Shove email is to also go, please email shomachshove at gmail.com.